Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight is The Walking Dead, episode 608, the mid-season finale. Um, its title was Start to Finish. And, all right, director, what, what's this guy's name again, bro? Oh, man, I already forgot it. Uh, Zatramasis? Michael Zatrasimus. I'm going to go with that. Zatrasimus. Yeah. There you go. Um, this guy's credits are kind of all over the map. We got Teen Wolf, The Crow, Anchorman Two. I mean, he's got some. He's kind of <laughs> around. You know what I mean? Um, the writer was Matthew Negret. Um, another guy who's kind of way off there. He's got some credits of White Collar. Okay, Power Rangers as well Sweet. as Graceland. So, uh, yikes! Yeah. <laughs> Unique combinations here. <laughs> Unique conversation. All right. So typically we go ahead and dive into our opinions, but this week I want to change it up a little bit. Um, I think we had some of the most strong opinions from our viewers. And I felt like I'm going to let them get the voice first this time. And they're all pretty close to the same. So when you read the first one, you'll pretty much know what the rest of them are going to be kind of like as well. Right. All right, so here we go. Uh, Steven comes in says, you guys, you know, the best part of uh, The Walking Dead is the finales. I was extremely disappointed in this one. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, Patty said, this was painful to watch. Better step up their game in February or they're going to lose a viewer. <laughs> David, good drama, but ultimately too many characters making terrible decisions would made it, made it almost unbearable to watch. Sarah, this was a dud. Such a waste of a buildup. <laughs> and Sean, slow, dumb, and too many cliffhangers with almost no action minus Deanne going out in a blaze of glory. So, um, viewers have spoken. <laughs> uh, do you share their opinion? Man, I got two words for this episode. Blue balls. <laughs> this was Amen. the biggest, sorriest cock tease of all. Oh, you're no joke, man. I, I was on be- Facebook all day, and I was talking that, and I was on Twitter, and I was on um, all oh, those emails we were getting. These people were just like, what the heck? You know, and, and believe it or not, when I first got done with the episode, because my heart was pounding through towards you know the last 15, 20 minutes, because it did do a good job of setting you up to the very end. It just took a long daggum time to get to that part. My heart was pumping. And the reason is, is because I know the source material and I know what they're going with on this. And I'm talking about, I was, I was twitching. My leg was crawling crazy. My wife's like, why don't you settle the F down and all this stuff like that. I mean, I couldn't even write notes. And then you said it best, blue balled to death at the the end, man. (laughs) I was so like, no, because I was really happy. And I know they were trying to leave those cliffhangers to make you just salivate, you know, for what's going on. Because you got to admit, probably I would hope that at least two out of three viewers have got some source material behind this. At least half, you know, those people know what's fit to go down. You know where this is going, or where it should be going. You know, and that and that way, and oh wow, you know. So, but you were right on point. I mean, I'm sorry, it was just blue ball horrific. I mean, it just meant nothing happened. It didn't. It was very, very non-action, and they they were very repetitive with a lot of things, and um, and things weren't set up well, and. A lot of the scenes and scenarios, the dialogue was just not right. And, you know, the way things were determined and how they got from point A to point B didn't make sense or just weren't very believable, you know. And so I'll tell you what, let's just dive in and we can kind of go through each one of those because, I mean, I hate to say it, I'm going to be a, more negative than I am positive for most of this entire episode. Well, the thing of it is, is it's, it's, it's not like it was the director's fault. It's not like this wasn't shot well or poorly written necessarily it's just nothing led to anything nothing bared any fruit that's the way i looked at it well two major moments deanna dies and the wolf gets away with denise but the wolf just walked out 
backwards into a pile yeah. of I mean, that's what i'm saying Let, let's just uh, what i did was i broke it up into like four groups you know and we'll talk about each one because man if you watch the episode it was like cut to this one cut to this one cut to this one cut to this one i mean it was like back and forth back and forth right. i mean you never stay with one group long enough to get anything going and then right. went to another group another group so on you know we had some small snippets with glenn enid and maggie you know i mean basically let's hear the speech again that Yes, they're alive. Yes, they're worth going to fight for. Yes, we can go here. Da, da, da. How, how many times have we heard this? Yeah, well, no, between these two verbatim. characters in the last couple of episodes. I mean, come on, from last week. Yeah. So, moving on from that immediately, Eugene, Rosita, and Tara. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I was straight looking at her gut. You know, not gut. I apologize. Um, you see, it she now? is definitely she's definitely holding. You know yeah. I mean, there's yeah. no, there's no doubt. You're she's right on point with on child. That. Okay, so first thing I noticed with these three and this whole little episode is you immediately get the answer that Eugene was the one saying help, in which we kind of predicted. You know, we kind of heard that, and um, and so that was. But I, you know what? I am sick and tired of seeing him being a fizzling idiot, worm, can't even meek. <laughs> There's walkers everywhere. You know, I'm just it's. You have put me on that plane, and I'm tired of flying it. You know what I mean? I'm just tired of it. I mean, he goes from one end of the boat to the other sometimes. I just don't I don't get it. Yeah, I will say that this led to one of my favorite shots of the episode. When they get the garage door closed, and it's just from their backs, and you see all the hands up yes, on the glass. Very cool. very cool shot. Very cool. You notice something here? Remember when we talked about last week, and we had several people we talked to with feedback, is that did we feel like somebody was going to get into the whole slashing technique that was taught? Would it be used, and so on? Answer: No, no, nothing. Yet. Not even Eugene holding a machete makes one slice towards a walker. Okay, what happened? Tobin, right? Is that his name? Yes. What happened to Tobin? Oh, they picked him up, and then he disappears from the camera. Okay, because. I did not see them say, like, get to your house or something like that. Because he was injured. Well, you heard Rick holler out, get in your homes, be quiet, you know. Yeah, but they were with him. I How know. did he have a better chance getting to a house? There's a great question. Tobin, MIA. Because yeah, people Tobin. had to help him up to get him out of here. It right. looks like, you know. Okay, so let's get onto that just for a second. Why were they on the ground when the tower fell? Did Why? it cause an earthquake? Was there a sonic boom? I'm with you, man. I'm just like, what? Because they were just standing there going in awe, and all of a sudden, the thing falls, and then Rick's getting up the ground, all dishuffled. Uh, did, did Maggie get some shrapnel to the leg? I mean, yeah. And then Tobin, like, he's down. He's got a head wound. I mean, you see, he was bleeding from the head. It's like, I mean, what? I don't understand this. Really? Because there was nowhere near, because they clearly show the tower yep. fall, the dust go everywhere, and walkers come out. At no time did you see Rick anywhere in the vicinity or anywhere near it to cause no. stuff. To, nothing was flying. Nothing. No debris. No shrapnel. No nothing. Total misfire. Yeah, I hated seeing Maggie limping along, uh, barely getting beyond the walkers, not climbing the ladder, trying to kick their hands away. Just climb. I know. Just it. climb the ladder. And then the ladder snaps away and is just free dangling. And, you know, she's kicking away, kicking away, then gets up on there. I'm like, oh, okay. okay now, once again, I like the shot of her laying on her back. Dude, that's what I got right here in my notes. The aerial shot yeah. of her laying there and it coming down on her, kudos. Yeah. Great job. couple killer shots so far. Yeah. Just poorly assembled. What did you think about when the tower fell that there was no sound? It was just kind of like, you know, just... You know, there was no music, no no intensity, no nothing. And then you just, you know, the walkers coming in. Did you like it or did you feel like it was lacking? I kind of liked it because I wanted to hear the walkers start to come through mm-hmm. without music, you know? I got you. Um, the feet hitting the tin, you know, clang, clang, which was clang, cool. was pretty I cool. I that, yeah. I like that. I thought that was pretty neat. All right. So, like you said, Rosita, Tara, and Eugene are in the garage. And this is where the episode takes a strong nosedive for me. <laughs> First, we have the conversation of them, well, I thought we paid our dues. Uh, I guess not. And then you see Eugene with his world history textbook <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and a lighter in a room that's got plenty of light. 
And he's holding it off to the side. I mean, holding it up here, you know, it. eyebrow level. <laughs> out to, I, I was just like, oh, God. I mean, are they really? Why do we have to make him that level of douche-rific? Well, I mean, we get it. He's eccentric. He's different. Okay. He has no social skills. Right. So then, Rosita, I'll have to shoot out this lock. <laughs> and out of nowhere, MacGruber, you know, okay, <laughs> mullet and all, comes out of here. Oh, my lock picking skills are on this, you know. I have my paper clip. Yeah. Already perfectly bent, ready to go. <laughs> and turns it like a key. I almost threw my notebook at the TV. I was so like, oh, hell no. He turned a deadbolt. A deadbolt. With a paper clip. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm having a hard time talking about it right now. It's so ridiculous. All right. A deadbolt would require something of some substantial stiffness to, <laughs> yeah. to spin okay if he got the oh, the, the the pins to fall in place fine but you still have to have something with some strength to turn the dead ball oh my god oh my god i mean i'm just <sighs> i'm moving on <laughs> i am we'll come back to them in a minute All right morgan carroll denise the wolf Okay, so right in the beginning, you see them going in there, and they continue from where they were. In the very first scene, you see Morgan and Carol running away from the cell where the wolf is. No Denise. Carol trips, got a little bump on her head. What happened to Carol? Morgan saves her. She looked like a damsel in distress most of this. Did she drop some bullets and then fall stepping on them? Because you hear the tick tick ding hit yeah. the ground. I thought I thought she dropped her knife and and fell on it. And like when she stood up, she was going to have a wound. I thought she was going to be wounded. No, it sounded like she dropped some bullets on the ground. Yeah, maybe so. Or something like some change. <sighs> My lucky penny. It just it I don't know. It was weird. Really weird. Once to again, have somebody who was basically the Assassin's Creed, you know, five six episodes ago to go to. <laughs> You know, Danzel in distress. Morgan saved me. Yeah, not to that severity, but still, it just was very uncharacteristic. But to get a concussion tripping on the sidewalk, I know it. And she's such a badass. I know it. God, just hurt her character from the get go in this episode. Yeah, I just didn't like it. So they get it there, then they get to get hold up, and it's just them in the house. Happens to be the same house as the cell they ran away from, or ran out of, and then come back. Do you notice that was kind of odd? I don't even remember. Like, they came running out of the, the, the house that had the cell at the bottom. And then they go see all this stuff. And then it looks like from the camera, they run in a different direction, but they end up right back at the same house. Yeah. It was what? so kind of like, what? So anyway, they're in this house. She's struggling. He, you know, and they, But they do have this really good dialogue where she says, you know, I don't trust you, but I don't believe you've ever lied. You know, I, I thought that was a good line. I thought this is one of the parts where, you know, these two carry this show a lot. And this was good dialogue. It was well done. Just, yeah, she said you're last, last on the list. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. I mean, great lines. Yeah. I mean, and so on. And then she has this whole, I'm resting and stuff. And then the lights go out. He comes up there. She gives him the forearm shove, you know, like peewee football and goes down there. And basically uncovers Denise and the wolf. So what you realize is that Carol's been playing possum this whole time. Basically, yes. And she plays some Jason Voorhees type stuff where Morgan comes back, lights cut out. She's missing. Yeah. You know. And then, yeah, she shoves him to run down and see what's going on downstairs. I thought that scene was cool. That part of it. Right. But the rest I could have done without. Yeah. So here's the thing about it. Does that mean she never got in there to see the wolf before when the when the tower came? Because remember, if you remember this, the episode before, she was unlocked the gate and was walking in there to where the cell was. Like, who you got in there? And then it cuts away and the tower's falling. Does yeah, that no, mean she immediately tower- ran out and never saw what was down there? Yeah. No, the tower fell. Because she was in there when the tower fell. Well, she was at the gate. Okay. The tower falls, I think, right there. All right. So I have a problem with this, too. We leave old Denise in there with the wolf. Feeble Denise. Well, Denise ends up healing them. 
or taking care of them anyway. T- Denise has had all of a sudden taken on Morgan's persona. Yeah, mother hen, you know. I I just I really had a problem with them leaving her alone with the wolf. You know, I just I I, I thought that was very not kosher, not well done. I, I just, I, it didn't seem realistic to me. Well, I don't think she happen. had a weapon either. No. You know, and she, of course there was that later and she said, oh, well, he's tied up. Well, heck, he got out of that, no problem. Well, yeah, he was able to just whack into somebody. Yeah, I was just like, give me a break, man. Yeah. All right, so the Carol Morgan showdown. Did you think Carol had a chance at any time in this? No. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, because as soon as Morgan said, I won't let you do that, it's like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, she has a knife. You have a eight-foot stick you can whack her with. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, did not care for the showdown. I thought it was filmed well, their fight. But do I think it's realistic that with walkers everywhere and everything that's going on, that this would be the time for this crap? No. Yeah, like her only thought was is that I need to execute this guy right now. Yeah, that this can't go on in the dire straits that they're in right in now. In my opinion, it would have been like it really maybe could have been like her grabbing Denise saying, We're out of here. If he wants to stay out here and die with him, he can or something of that. You know what I mean? Like Well, I would just would have been like when all this is over and we've cleared out these walkers, you know. You're gonna pay for this, Morgan. You know, what I mean, you're right? Gonna, you're gonna answer. You've made for your this. choice, right? You're gonna answer for this. This is treason, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just I don't like this fight going on right now with what's going outside. Yeah, the timing was no good. And golly, did you not think that something really bad was gonna happen when he tossed her to the ground? I thought for sure she was going to land on something or be like, you see something sticking out of her because he dropped her on something. And Oh, man, if Carol would have died in this episode, I'd have revolted. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. There was no doubt. Because yeah. I was like, you know, maybe that's what they do. He kills his antagonist because she's the opposite of him. She's like, I never have a doubt that killing is okay for what it needs to be done. And he's the one who's the absolute opposite of that. And by maybe killing her, that turns him back to what he needs to be, and we lose our one of our most favorite characters. I I never thought Morgan would kill her. No way. I don't think he would do it on purpose. I don't even think it would have happened. Period. Because I don't think they can let Morgan yeah, kill well, the her. Well, I don't think you can let Carol go. I'm Hell telling no. you, man. The now she has is, turned into like the top four characters you cannot kill. Lenny James is still top three actor on the show. <sighs> maybe top two. You know. So it's like. Do I want Morgan to die? I hate to say it, but the two best actors were fighting each other. The best two actors on the show. Probably so. You know, and it's just like... Don't get me I don't want Andy Lincoln Van and Daryl and all that other stuff like that, but actor, like, pedigree? These two have got it going on. Well, I think they've proven themselves to be strong, strong actors. There's no doubt. And I don't necessarily want Morgan to die because I think he's such a good actor. I think he can carry episodes... But man, his philosophy is just making me sick. Yes. This just doesn't make sense. This dude's a cold-blooded killer. He's telling you he's a killer. You know, he's like, if I get a second chance, I'll kill. Yeah, I'm going to free you. I'm going to free you. Y'all don't, y'all shouldn't be here. Right. Yeah, I'm with you there. So then it leads to the whole, you know, this is where Tara, Rosita, and Eugene pop up. And the wolf's got the knife against her. And I was like, he's like, toss the guns down, slide down. Okay, down, slide. I was like, what? No. No no stalemate, no negotiation, no nothing. Or how about crack shot Tara? Go ahead and drop him. I mean, she can shoot one-handed hanging off a wall and drop zombies from 40 yards. Moving This guy's 10 feet away. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never understand the whole, you have to drop on somebody with a gun and they have a knife. It's like, No. I can shoot. You gonna let her several go. limbs off of you? You know, I'm doing it wrong. There's that part of you know this guy is just a cold blooded killer, you know. But in that situation, I pu- I put a round through his head. You got a nice pretty W to point at yeah. and just grease his big ugly head. 
I'm just, no, man. No. Exactly. What Paint are you going to do? his brains on the wall and go ahead and collect her. She might get a scratch on her neck. We'll move on. If you pass the guns to him, you're probably dead. Hey, Amen. He doesn't even, you know, I thought for sure he might go over and just, you know, grease one or two up. No, we're just going to walk on out of there. Well, I'm going to be honest. For continuity's sake, he should have. Yeah. Because that's all he's talked about. You know, when you saw the wolves come in, they didn't give parlay to anybody. No. They just, if they saw you, they killed you. And he, that's all he's talked about. I'm freeing you. You don't belong here. I kill you. I kill you. But then he has a chance to kill all of them in one fell swoop. Every slap in one of them. And he takes a hostage. I'm like, this is dumb. With walkers everywhere outside. Yeah. So every bit of coolness they could have had with that, I think, was taken away. You know, you just made me think of something. And because he has that gun. That about... And I think if you're a viewer who has read the source material... A guy walking out into a crowd of walkers with a gun. Mm. Yeah. I know where you're going, but that would be such a cheap way out. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That. Mmm. Mmm. Moving on. <laughs> We're not talking about <laughs> All right. So, material. all right. L- l- let's just let's get off that whole scenario. Let's get over to the meat and potatoes. We got Deanne, Rick, Jesse, you know, Sam, Carl, Ron. Oh, uh, Gabriel. Anyway, so we already discussed Rick's getting up off the ground from the sonic boom. The 2.4 earthquake that landed from the tower hitting the ground. <laughs> and he greases about four or five with his Colt. Waste of ammo. Thank you. And Deanne runs out there. Not as bad as a waste of Deanna's ammo. <laughs> shooting him three or four times before from the hip. in the head. She's shooting him from the hip like she's Clint yeah. Eastwood. Hitting him in the chest Running and arms. at walkers while shooting. Yeah. Running and doing circles around Rick. I'm just like, what on earth is this woman doing? Now, later in the episode when Deanna is... Greasing walkers. Yeah. <laughs> but shooting still. Still shooting from the hip somehow. Uh, yes. Come on, she, man. She comes out of that room. We've already discussed that she has no legs, no energy. She's coughing, sweating, dying, and she's dropping them like they're hot. Yeah. You know, I'm just like. Never look more alive than when she does that tribal yell at the end. <sighs> Yes, the I paciness know. and everything had uh, gone away. The inconsistency. <laughs> so Deanne's out there, you know, acting like a crazy woman. She gets taken down, falls on this convenient table saw that's out there on the ground. On the on the ground. On the ground. Uh, Walker's laying beside her. I'm like, yeah, she's toast. I mean, she gets up. You don't see a bite, but you get the impersonation. Well, you get the feeling that she's going to bleed out. Right. Did I shook my head? The saw blade landed on the her kidney. That's where she landed. You know, on her back, right, right where her kidney would be. You know what I mean? In her back. Yeah, love handle. When did you back. see a walker have a face or mouth anywhere in that location? There was one by her shoulder when she fell. There was one on the other side. It was almost at head height. I don't know. That I mean, dang it! I mean. It's details, man. I mean, They've never crushed the details on this show. Sometimes they do, but they, I, I want to know who the editors are. That's my job over the Christmas break. Is I want to find out who the editors are. Yeah. Because we are missing things that could easily make this show a step above when it's already the most popular show in cable television. You know? We're going for the effect and not going with the details that can make it truly, truly enjoyable for the people to see that they take that time in detail. We're more about the <gasps> who's going to die or the cliffhanger instead of the all the parts that go with it. You know. Okay, and then now we have the scene though, where they're surrounded, and Jesse just blasts a, a line through them. Yeah, you realize she's shooting at Rick and Deanna and them. Yeah, she's dropping them when they're a feet away from them. But I mean, she's literally shooting in the direction of them. A single miscalculation of aim. 
one-handed. And Rick is greased. Yes. You know? um, our main character goes down in a <laughs> horrible accident of savior. But Pop Shop Tara can't take out Mr. Wolf <laughs> with a knife <laughs> yes, from I know it, five man. feet away. Hey, that's Crack Shot Tara. Get it right over there. <laughs> okay. Makes yeah. me sick. So they roll up into her house. Convenient, because that's where the baby is in the whole nine yards. Oh, she yells it out. I have Judith. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing like letting people know what they should know already. Yes. Nothing like that. Anyway, so they get in the house, doors shut, da 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 da. Get Deanna upstairs, and then we get this really weird scenario where you see Sam staring at Deanna and getting these freak out moments. No, no, no. Opening sequence. Dude, the opening scenes with the ants and the cookie and all that stuff. What? I know the ants and the cookie was, you know, being overwhelmed. Yeah. I know what they're symbolizing. Did there. you see what he was drawing? Yes, the guy's being hung, you know, tied to a tree. And no, it walkers. was himself tied to a tree with walkers coming at him. Yeah, it's like so. This kid's suicidal. Sam's gone dark. This kid's been dark. Well, Carol turned him dark. Yeah, get over it, kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. Move on. <laughs> if you tell anyone, I'll tie you to a tree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and no one will hear your screams, <laughs> and they eat your belly out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this kid. Middle so damage. Now he's drawing the scenario Carol put on. <sighs> why Why the little weird flashes and the weird you know sound effects when she's st- he's staring at Deanne? I think it's just showing that he's like shell-shocked. He's cracking. He's yeah. losing it. Yeah. And All then right. at the end, too, you, you can see yeah. All right, so he's going to be a liability. Yeah. No, I will say it was cool to hear the baby cry. And you see Rick run up there, and you see Deanne over the crib, and he pulled the hatchet out, and I was, and she's like, "It's still me, it's still me," you know. <laughs> what would have been really cool is if he got one hack in. Yeah, and she turns around like, "Oh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I would have oh, loved oh, it. Oh crap! <laughs> and show Judith get sprayed with blood. Oh like, man! Oh. <laughs> 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 Damage for life. Yeah. And people come around the corner. What? She was turned, man. She was turned. I could never <laughs> trust Rick again. Yeah. Once, once again, you could hack my head off too, Rick. Once again, Rick has murdered someone. Yeah, cold blood. <laughs> she was gonna die anyway. I swear it was an accident this time. I swear it. She was going for Judith. <laughs> If you would have saw what I saw, <laughs> you would have hacked her too. Oh my That's yeah. how I wish that scene would have gone. Yeah, you're cold, man. Blood on Judith, give me a break, man. Just brain matter all over Judith. Oh, oh man. Oh. Shut up, dude. <laughs> that is so wrong. Oh, my God. Clean out the pack and play. <laughs> she has to sleep in there. Oh, oh. Oh, my God. Oh, maybe I'm going to sew my armor over here. Anyway, so before this, actually, technically, we have the ridiculous showdown between Ron and Carl in the garage. Yes. Um, the Ron bending over and you know contemplating life, I guess, there on the tool bench, and Carl walks in, and of course, it goes for the gun, and it leads to this little physical display. I right. struggled with this. When Ron walks over and locks the garage, I was like, ooh, yeah. I like that. They had a good setup for it. I thought the setup was cool. But then it just went, meh. Yeah, the the whole fighting scenario, like, one in one scene from a couple episodes ago, you know, one's a chump and gets knocked down like he's a little girl. The next one, Carl's the chump and getting knocked around. Well, I you don't know, think he was a chump. I just, wrestling around. Yeah. Did you notice that... When he went after him, the gun pointed right at his head and face, and I was I like, mean, "Okay, he's dead." And then right at his—I mean, it was like, mm, where it we needed to reshoot like, that one again. Wiped Carl's face off. Yes, and it would have been rough. That's—I was like, yeah, we needed to reshoot that shot because it looked like he could have blown him clean. He could just completely done a squidbillies and take his face right off. Yeah, not on my watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's just. And then, of course, the whole knocking him through the window and having the bar up against his throat and so on. It's just, that doesn't, being in the job that I'm in, you know, and you have kids of this age and so on, you just don't see those kind of techniques and moves or anything, especially from people who are untrained, untrained. 
you got a couple of high school age boys. They don't fight like that. You know what I mean? They'll wrestle, they'll swing, it's chicken fighting, you know, you know, what's the old windmills and stuff, you know what I mean? Barely swing. They yeah. usually just wrestle on the ground. This, you know, it was like they were trying to emulate adults attacking each other, you know, and it was I, I, I struggled with it. You know, it wasn't terrible, but I struggled with it. I think they needed a scenario where they broke the glass to get walkers to get into the house, and this filled the void. Yeah, which I don't mind. I don't mind that this was the catalyst for walkers getting in. Um, but it sucks that Rick had to bash that lock off the door that would have easily kept the walkers out again. Detail that I appreciated. How many times my man hit that deadbolt? I mean, laid in. Wish they had Eugene. He could have just. Oh yeah, he could have paper whipped out his paperclip. <laughs> but you know, hey, it's a, that's another thing. You see the detail there. I mean, he hit that thing what nine, ten times, and so on before he really ever got. I mean, like you saw that thing destroying and damaging and so on. And I liked the urgency they showed Rick. Man, he looked like a rabid. Dad yes, trying to get in to get his son. That was authentic. I loved it. You yeah. know. And then of course they get him in there and they're like, you know, what was all that? Oh, we were in there getting some tools. Um, we were fighting with the walkers. Yeah. You know. And then it leads to the worst, worst scene of the entire episode, in my opinion. You go upstairs. Give me your gun. Your dad was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? I get it, man. My dad killed your dad, but there's one thing you got to know. Your dad was an asshole. Credits. Moving on. I was like, I dropped my pen. I went to go get a drink. I was like, I can't even write about this. It was so bad. Carl's not a good actor. Thank you. We're here, right here in my notes. The worst acting spot in the, in the entire show. The lines were terrible. And... <laughs> I mean, I can't, I mean, it was just, hey, like I said, is, it was the toughest part to watch. This is back-to-back Carl douchery episode. Yes. Get this kid some help. Because I think, I love this kid as the as the, the character. Oh, I like Chandler Riggs. And he has good spots where he does good job acting jobs, but this was a misfire. It's not as bad as last week where he's like, you'll be scared. You'll miss. Choose your point. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> shut up, baby yeah. Clint Eastwood. Please pistol whip him now. Please, <laughs> yes. I mean, if I was Ron, I'd want to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dad, watching it all. Yeah, jeez, I I'd beat you to death with my dad's dead body. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Shut up, Carl. All right, there is a moment of levity during this whole little scenario where you see Michonne and Deanne talking to each other, and they're talking about the plans and moving forward, and some of that good drama. And what you do know, you it's well want? done. Yeah, you know, and they they discuss the Latin phrases that are on there. Right. And, you know, you know, pain can be used for some good, and you know, or someday this pain will be useful. Right, and it was it was good symbolism and good connections in Michonne. You know, because I mean, her whole life has been carrying pain of. Losing what she had and trying to find the positive to move forward. And and that was good. I mean, dang it. Why do you have to get rid of Deanne? I mean, Tova is a great actress. And she could carry her water on this as an actor on this show so much farther. Why did she have to go? I mean. I don't know. Because I, I thought she was acting her ass off in the bed laying there. Yeah. Talking to Michelle. I mean, she's legit, man. I just. This was. Why, why get rid of her? I don't know. I thought that was that was tough. I mean, honestly, man. for a finale, she's. I like her, and I wish she was still there. But I also don't think she was a big enough character death to carry a finale. No, not at all, not at all. And that's one thing I think a lot of people were surprised by is that we didn't. You know, typically we get the the big character death. You know, for somebody in a finale almost every year. You know, and why couldn't it be Spencer? Just kill Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Save Deanna. Instead, it's like, watch after Spencer. Look after him. You know, uh, I didn't get that. I, I mean, in my mind, she is a big character considering the the clientele that were potential for death. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, she already gave the reins over to Rick right. a, a few episodes ago. She did. Yeah. She so I look at it like you were inconsequential now, Deanna. Right. 
And she proved that by the way she was saying and what she was doing and so on, her speech to Michonne. And, of course, her conversation to Rick about, you know, hey, you know, you're one of us. You know, I went out there not because you're good looks or anything like that, but because you're one of us, you know. and Not because you could grow one hell of a beard. Right. <laughs> but, you know, those, you know, I understand why they went that, and I'm okay with all that. And I loved her exit. I absolutely loved it. You know, she was like, I can do it. I'll do it myself. I, you know, the whole nine yards. And and then she gets up and opens that door and just goes to blasting. And then that her screaming and hollering. I, I thought it was awesome. I, I was not. I, you know what? I would have been okay if she got up, shot a few of them, and then popped herself. Because now she's going to get eaten. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she was she was a fighter. And I think that symbolized who she was. She wasn't going to go down. My thing is, if she had that kind of strength, she should have ran out the back, out the window or something and distracted some of them so the other people could get a line out of there or something. Let her go run off. Sacrificial bait, huh? Yeah. Light herself on fire. Just run. (laughs) Pow, pow. Jump out the window. Something. There you go. Break your femur. And that way you can be in agony as it eats you. No. Don't limp away from this. Just <laughs> Land dive. on your neck. Swan dive it right into the deck. <laughs> Superman all the way down. Huh? Yeah. What do they call that? Oh, suicide gosh. squirrel? You grab your gosh. ankles. <laughs> all right. So they grab a couple walkers as they use the couch as a makeshift, you know, barricade on the on the stairs. And we go ahead and do the guts curtain for everybody. Um, is there enough guts in these two guys to cover... Eight people? Well, the way they're doing it, yeah, probably so. Okay, now if you remember, not... episode two is when we did the guts curtain with him and Glenn. And, and, Glenn. and if you remember, they covered themselves head to toe. You remember that? They yeah, were no, covered their whole head heads, their face. This time. You know, this time we're going to do just the sheets. By the way, which had perfectly cut holes over each one of their heads, nice collar lining and everything all the way around. They weren't, I mean, I know that is ticky tack, but I mean, every one of them had a perfect hole for their covering them up. Then you notice the only time that Judith cries is to create suspense. But we're going to go ahead and go under this gut covered tarp on Carl. Quiet as an angel. Yeah. They walk right through. Nobody gives them the what for. Rick's got the cleanest baby face, non-blood, everything. <laughs> Carl's got his 10-gallon hat with a baby under it. Everybody just walks on. And then they stand on the porch and just observe. Let's just have a look around here. Yeah. We got all the time in the world. Man, look at all these nice people. No danger here. Exactly. Surrounded. Let's. And then we hold hands. Which, now they're wrong. Again, the holding hands is monumental for what not knowing this was about to end i was like oh heck yeah we're about to go down because the holding hands is just such a big part of the comic book you know when they do all this what's coming up and so when they did that man my heart was pumped and i was going oh heck yeah here it comes and then yeah see my thing was mommy the biggest takeaway i had from this episode was looking at my wife going Holy shit, there's only three minutes left. They're going to end this. Yeah. With nothing. Exactly. And I was like, oh, if they do this. And then I was just like, no way. No way. No way they're going to do this. Yeah. And then and cut to black. Cut to black. And it says, you know, you know, next season. And I was like, what? No Daryl. No Abraham. No Sasha. Nothing. Them not coming in to save. No Glenn getting into the place. Maggie's still up on there. They're walking out hand in hand. Him saying, Mommy. Morgan and Carol are on the ground. And, you know, now the wolves walking. I'm like, that's how they decide to leave this. Multiple cliffhangers. Not one big one. Not two big ones. Everybody is in peril. Everybody. Yeah, Maggie's on an island. Glenn and Enid somehow got up a tree right next to the wall with no walkers around. Never seen that before. Yeah. And then you find out, well, there's a two minute prologue after you watch, you know, after the show and into the Badlands, da, 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 you know, that gives you the best part of the entire episode after the episode's over. But it's only the best part 
if you know who Negan is. Yeah, which I thought it was Negan, by the way. I always thought it was, I don't know why they call it Negan, but I guess it's Negan. Yeah, I mean, it just sets up your new character, you know? Yeah, um, but once again, if you know the source material, yeah, you can be excited. But if you don't, you just, like I said, got another with huge the mystery. Biggest pair of blue balls ever. I mean, it was just, there's nothing that happens. Nothing. No. Like I said, this was an episode that didn't bear any fruit other than Deanna death. Deanna dying. And I guess the wolf getting out. But in my own mind, I'm like, where's he going? To yeah, his own death? Thousands of walker out there. Yeah, I don't where's care he if he going? has unlimited ammo. He ain't getting out. No. I just, ugh. I know. That's why I think everybody was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, no, this was a huge clunker to me. Just yeah. It, they built up so much of a good, you know, a build up for it. And it just, it, it kind of went flat. I mean, I'll give a little bit of this to my high expectations going into this true. episode. Very true. But judging by the feedback I've seen, I mean, everyone feels this way. Yeah. I've not yeah. seen anybody give a strong review about this episode. Right. Like I said, and I even said this on Facebook and a few emails, I was enjoying the show. Because I hated that there was slow in parts and we had so many characters we had to go through with so many different things. And there were so many little parts that were just like, are you kidding me? But they did good, did do a good job of setting up the suspense and the holy crap, what's about to, you know, about to go down, only to not give it to you. That was the big letdown. You know? just pull the rug out from under you. Exactly. I will say that the episode did do a great job of making you go, oh boy, oh God, how, you know, that kind of stuff. Don't go, womp, 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 you know, I get all that. Um, we got, I asked several people also when we you know, I emailed back and forth and a couple people on Facebook, what did you think of this season as a whole, as a, you know, the first eight episodes? What's your thoughts of these? Well, this season is so weird because. I don't remember when it was. When was the Governor Loner episodes? It was a few seasons ago. The Loner? When he was oh, you mean his, his backstory or his, you know, his Not after story? the backstory. is after the first one. When yeah, after the back. prison raid. Yeah. Right. Um, like, those bottle episodes, those single episodes that, on an island, if it was just an episode of television, no continuity required, they were good good tv like the morgan episode it's not like that was a bad episode no did i want it right in the middle of what was going on with the plot no but i couldn't say that was bad tv no i was, I was one of them. i actually really enjoyed that episode a lot all hour and a half of it yeah well my thing is we had three of those in a row episodes that were like well it's not bad tv but it's not moving me anywhere the one thing i'm tired of and what, what I, in my opinion, AMC does is the way to save money is, is that they divide the groups up and you get episodes with just a certain clientele and you don't see any other characters. So you're only paying characters for X amount of episodes, you know, instead of the full eight or whatever. I mean, like you think about it, we had the Daryl Abraham Sasha episode. We had the Morgan backstory episode. We had the Carol Morgan, you know, throwdown at Alexandria episode. We had the Rick and company, you know, in the very beginning. With the, I mean, like everything was a divided. There's very rare do we ever have the whole group together anymore. You know, it's just so tough. You yeah. know, when they keep doing that over and over and over, they constantly divide them up. Constantly divide them up. Well, this season. Started really strong. First two episodes were really good. And then we got into the bodily stuff. And then we got this finish. Well, actually, we got a really good build-up episode. And then we got this finish. Right. I mean, honestly, season as a whole, this is one of my least favorite, probably. Just because it ended up not going anywhere. Well... I won't say that. I think it's one of the better ones just because I feel like we got to see some things that were really different, a unique pace, cool black and white imagery, flashbacks were good. Some of the singular episodes were really well thought out and well done, i.e. Morgan, a few of those other ones, and so on. There wasn't any disastrous 
episodes except for this one. And I feel like I don't want to give this midseason a bad rap because the finale failed to meet expectation. I think they really put all their eggs in the basket, especially for the first two or three episodes. Because, I mean, they really went all out. Gun, I mean, imagine the, the impact of episode two if that was the last episode. You know what I mean? Because remember when, you know, Carol's outside watching and then she sees Smoker Lady just take, it, yeah. you know, machete to the head and all that stuff. And then all that death and fight like that. That is a finale. Yeah, absolutely. I totally Instead, agree Instead, we got a second episode, which I didn't mind it. That was such a cool change of pace. And we got what we got for the season finale. Quit. Go ahead and give us something that is like, everybody's going to talk about the entire Christmas break. But also give us a cliffhanger that we're dying to see. Don't give us a whole bunch of cliffhangers with nothing, no taste of the fruit. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not saying it. There's some seasons in The Walking Dead that I put way down. Season two, first half. Season two. Way down. Season three struggled. I mean. I'm not yeah, saying. It's you not, think, now you think about it now. They're not I think that the low. worst season, mid-season finale probably ever was probably three when the governor first attacked the prisoner and it led to nothing other than Rick letting a bus of old folks into the prison. Nobody died. Nobody nothing. It was. No, just the governor killing his own people, right? Isn't that, wasn't that it? No. And he just drives was, off. No, that was the. Um, I don't know if that was was that the same episode. I think so. I think because that's where everybody was pissed because the governor. Yeah, that's right. It was a ended. failed attempt. That's right. Yeah. And and then Rick just lets all these old people onto the prison and all that. it was like everybody was like, oh, this is the worst ever. You know, yeah. da, da, da. this episode is not that bad, but it's close. That's what I'm saying. I'd say that maybe this is like the third worst to me, somewhere around there. Episode, not no the whole mid season. Season, yeah, I that's just know, me because like so a lot of the stuff I was like, well, that didn't mean anything. That didn't mean anything, right? Well, I will tell you, like um, Stephen, when I when I wrote this down, and he made a good part. He went back and binge watched the entire um, season before he watched the finale last night, and he told me knowing what was coming forward helped him watch it when he watched it again, made it more enjoyable. But it also showed so many lacking holes through the entire thing. Because the pace was so fast of all these episodes, not pace fast, but the pace was so different because all these episodes only covered two days. Yeah. Well, one of my bigger disappointments in the season as a whole is we finally got a massive herd. All right. I realized that half of it went away, but half of it came, or a big chunk of it came to Alexandria. So I was looking forward to a battle with the herd a real opponent you know what i mean a real test like because rick's group each one of them can take on 10 walkers at a time i'm serious about that so if you look at their hardcore badasses say a five or six i think they could take on pushing 70 walkers at a time right yeah not at once but yeah they could they could handle a mass coming at them but coming at them you know what i mean I was looking forward to a just so was I mass attack battle with walkers because we got the herd. Instead, we got nothing. No, I no. mean, literally nothing. With all those walkers, we got a few headshots, and that's it. Yep. That's well, Michelle it. got a few slices and slashes inside the house, but that was about as it. Yeah. Pitiful. Yeah. It, well, it was. De- it was definitely disappointing. It was disappointing. It was disappointing. Um, well, the only thing left, of course, is that they introduced, of course, Negan, and we know that, you know, they've cast Jesus. We talked about him coming up next season. And so did it surprise you that we learned about Negan already? No, not really. What surprised me was why would you ever stop for anybody? If I was in the fuel truck and I was them, I'd get down and I would drive as fast as I could straight through that pile of motorcycles. Yeah. I, I just couldn't risk it. You can't risk it. It's obviously a roadblock. Smash them, mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Plow through them. That's your only chance. We already know now that shooting a bullet at a fuel truck will not blow it up. Right. That's a trope 
in old eighties action movies. Yeah. They should have just played with that and just said plowed through them. But well, Abraham had an M sixteen. He could have hang out the window and yeah, spray an RPG. Him. He could have lit the entire group up, you know, if he had a minute to, to fondle with it. So true. The RPG. Yeah. Now that's gone. Now that belongs to Negan. Along with the napkins and the yeah, the mitts and, <laughs> and the, the mitts dashboard. And yeah. Okay. Well, man, I really hate we're ending this midseason like this. They brought it on themselves, man. I don't like to go this negative. But Me this neither. episode did nothing. Like I said, I will reiterate. I did enjoy some things, and it did a good, good part of creating some drama and some intensity and things. But like you said, when you only see three minutes left, you're like, no, they're not going to leave it like that. And they did. I mean, they left it worse than I even thought they were going to leave it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, guys, we've had a blast doing um, The Walking Dead. You know, that comes back on Valentine's Day, um, February 14th, uh, kicking. Um, and I believe around the same time, like um, uh, a lot of new shows are coming out. I think Better Call Saul and a few others are all rolling in around the same time. So we're excited about some of those coming out. But other than that, guys, uh, you can always catch up with us at Bleed TV Podcast. Um, that's it on Facebook and at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Bleed TV Podcast at, at Gmail. Um, anytime you want to holler at us. Uh, we're going to continue uh, the rest of this year knocking out the awesome show Into the Badlands. If you haven't checked it out, get into it. I promise you it's, uh, it's more than just what you think it might be if you haven't tried it. Uh, it's well worth it. Uh, it's only three episodes in. There's six episodes for the season, and I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, but other than that, I think we're going to call it here. Yeah, I'd love to hear some recommendations for some new shows people know are coming out or just shows they love because we're going to get three more weeks at the end of Badlands, and then we're going to have kind of a gap for the end of December and January. Yeah, if there's one of those uh, Netflix or an Amazon Prime or one of those shows that you know we can kind of binge and maybe do a little series on, or or if you know of something that's kind of kicking up in um, January, you know, um, I don't think we have anything slated really right now for January. So uh, let us know. Uh, we'd love to, you know, maybe give it a tickle and do some stuff with it, and uh, before we get back into some of our mainstays. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm I'll take suggestions, recommendations, or. I mean, if you just straight up ask, hey, can y'all cover this? You know, I mean, I'll, we'll put some thought into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, other than that, guys, it's been fun. And we look forward to joining y'all back up at uh, The Walking Dead on February 14th. Other than that, uh, this is Bleed TV and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. We're out.